Welcome to the CBIA BizCast. I'm your host, Allie Warshavsky. And today on our podcast, we have Jim Barger, who is market president of KeyBank. KeyBank is the sponsor of our Connecticut Economic Update 2022 coming up on April 21st. And Jim is here to speak on the changing retail banking landscape through the pandemic. Jim, welcome to the podcast. Allie, thanks for having me. And you are going to be speaking at that economic update. But today we want to know, you know, everyone's lives have changed during the pandemic. And I never really thought about it, but I'm sure it's changed the way people do banking. What are you seeing? Well, Ali, it certainly has. Um, It has uh, definitely accelerated the adoption of digital banking channels by our customers. Um, and, and not just in a little way, in a big way. Uh, we see it uh, in the increased uh, use of our online and mobile systems. Uh, we've had an exponential increase in uh, remote deposits by our clients. And our clients are, are, are much more apt to access uh, products through key using digital channels than they were uh, prior to uh, COVID. I'm sure because we were so used to just walking into your local branch and then for a couple of months, we, we preferred not to do that or leave our house at all. So people needed another option. And um, I just learned this term not too long ago, but I'm sure you're very familiar with it. FinTech or financial technology, has the pandemic inspired more of it to emerge? Well, certainly, and this is part and parcel with your previous question, you know, Um, With the increased uh, adoption of our digital channels, um, uh, and that cuts across all of the age groups uh, of our customers, um, we still continue to have a commitment to a multi-channel approach to our customers. Our customers determine how they want to interact with us, Allie, and through the pandemic, more and more of that's been digital, but we still provide Uh, The uh, in-person touch, Uh, we still have a broad network of branches where people can go in and interact with key. And uh, what we see is more and more uh, of the interactions are done digitally when our customers have complex needs, uh, like uh, they need a mortgage or they need to talk about how do they fund tuition or how do they plan for retirement. Um, that is a situation where our bricks and mortar network still comes into play. Um, so it's a, it's a matter of balancing, uh, even after COVID, the digital and the in-person uh, bricks and mortar channels. So we, we, we are uh, adapting as our customers uh, want us to change. Regarding FinTech, uh, in order to deliver uh, an increased digitized experience in banking, uh, you know, KeyBank and other banks have leveraged the, uh, the great tools and capabilities that are in fintech, which is, uh, you know, companies that di- uh, develop financial uh, or technologies that support and enhance uh, fin- financial transactions. Um, and uh, KeyBank, uh, this isn't new to Key. Uh, we've been actively leveraging, uh, you know, financial technology firms for the last 15 years in order to handle, enhance the digital channels that we have. Um, and, uh, you know, we 
key bank, we're, you know, we're a large regional bank, but there are certainly other banks out there that are larger than us that have uh, much greater resources. So uh, we have to be smart about, uh, you know, how we execute on our fintech strategy. And, and really the way that we do it, Ali, is um, we make investments in certain financial technology companies that have capabilities that our customers need and want. Um, and sometimes that investment is a minority investment in the company. Sometimes we acquire companies outright. Uh, and these companies have uh, certain digitized capabilities that, like I said, our customers want. Uh, you know, an example of this is Laurel Road. Uh, in uh, April of 2019, KeyBank acquired Laurel Road. Laurel Road is a digital consumer lending program uh, that had uh, focused on uh, digitizing uh, residential mortgages and student loan refinancing. And uh, that acquisition uh, improved and enhanced our digital consumer lending uh, program out of the gate. Then last year in March of 2021, we enhanced what we already had with Laurel Road by creating an affinity bank for healthcare professionals leveraging the digital platform that Laurel Road has. Um, and we further enhanced that to, to provide uh, all of the banking services that healthcare professionals would need throughout the stages of their career. Um, so that is just, you know, one example, one of the many examples that KeyBank has, uh, how they've leveraged FinTech to better meet the needs of their clients. Now, my background, of course, is commercial banking. So uh, what we've done there with FinTechs is near and dear to me. And uh, through investments and acquisitions that we've made in the FinTech environment, we have enhanced our ability to automate co uh, companies' payables process, their receivables process, their, uh, their invoicing process. Uh, just last year in 2021, we acquired a company called Zup. Zup is an online payments platform uh, that we leveraged to significantly enhance our merchant payments capabilities. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm getting really long-winded here, Allie, but this is a topic that I love. Uh, <laughs> eBank has really excelled and differentiated itself in the banking universe by leveraging uh, you know, financial investments in fintech companies. And I think our companies, are, our customers are benefiting from that. Well, it's okay that you were long-winded because you answered my next question anyway, which was going to be, have you partnered or acquired any of those fintech companies, but you just mentioned two right there. So I'm going to speak about the future of KeyBank. You know, again, that we've had this pandemic where hopefully seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but has your workforce changed? Do you have a hybrid workforce now? I know that banks have to have tellers in there every day, but have, have you adapted at all to the changing um, dynamic of being in an office all the time? Absolutely, Ali. Uh, we have, and I think all of our customers have, and pretty much anyone that I just talked to in my day-to-day -day interactions with people, the way we work has changed. Um, you know, even before the pandemic hit, KeyBank was working on ways uh, to provide flexible working arrangements with employees at the time. 
more remote working, to be allow more flexibility, to be a more attractive employer, to to increase the quality of living of our employees. So we're already working on that, but clearly COVID accelerated that. And one of the key things that we learned and so many other people learned through COVID was that there were jobs that we have at key that we didn't necessarily think before could be efficient, efficiently be done remotely. And we found that they can be because we've done it for years now. Um, so uh, this has accelerated you know, the way that we work. And, and we have a formal uh, new way to work at Key. Um, it, it, it enhances, we, we call it mobile at Key. There are a lot more opportunities that our employees have now to work in ways that they want to work, in ways that are effective in, that way, in ways that best meet the needs of our client. Um, you know, for example, um, we still have employees that work in a specific location and they continue to do that. Branch employees, for example. Um, we have employees that are totally work from home. Uh, a good example of that is, um, you know, prior, we, we have a residential mortgage underwriting group based in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, uh, they, uh, before the pandemic, they worked in the office in New Haven. During the pandemic, they went to uh, remote. They're all working from home. Even after the pandemic, they continue to work from home and will continue to work from home going forward because we found that they could do it so effectively. And that particular job suits is suited uh, to work at home. And then we have a whole bunch of employees that we call mobile. What that means is they can work at really any key location or any client location, sometimes from home. But the point is that uh, you know they don't need to be in a specific or specific or have an assigned office. Um, and uh, you know a lot of our uh, employees in Connecticut are now what we call mobile. Um, so you know they might be in uh, you know an office in Hartford one day and New Haven the next day and at a client's location the next. Um, so um, at the short answer to your question is yes, uh, the way we work has changed. In general, our employees have a lot more flexibility than they used to have. I think that has improved their satisfaction with work and it makes us a more competitive employer because so many companies are offering this now in order to be a, a, a viable employer, you have to offer those opportunities. And so much of what CBIA has been focusing on right now is the labor shortage. Has KeyBank felt a little bit of that? Um, are there a lot of openings or have you guys fared pretty well because you are offering um, an option with like a flexible work schedule and higher salaries? Certainly we see effects of the labor shortage mm -hmm. all the time. Um, and KeyBank has seen that. We've seen uh, inflated uh, wage rates um, you know, particularly among certain highly sought after technical positions. Um, so we see it. We see it with our customers. Um, you know, a lot of our commercial customers, for example, are having to uh, pay higher wages in order to uh, get the people that they need to, to run their business. Uh, but in many of those cases, they're able to pass the increased costs along to their customers and, and consumers. And consumers came out of the pandemic actually in, in fairly good shape. 
we, we have our eye on that as far as it pertains to our, our clients. Um, so we see that as far as Connecticut in particular, we have not had a hard time finding the people that we need um, uh, you know, to, to meet our customers' need. I, I think we are, uh, especially in the financial uh, industry, we're kind of an employer of choice. Um, so uh, we really don't have a lot of trouble getting the best bankers there are in Connecticut. That's good to hear. And another thing that's really good to hear is a lot of what you're doing um, outside of the bank here. Um, what I find interesting is your focus on philanthropy work. KeyBank has donated $100,000 to help formerly incarcerated individuals with banking and financial literacy in the greater Hartford area. And you announced an expanding partnership with the Connecticut Association for Human Services. Why is this important? Well, I'm glad you brought up this, Allie. I mean, it's one of the things that I'm most proud of, and it's part of our culture at Key, uh, which is to support the communities that we work in. The examples that you gave are great examples. They're actually only a small fraction of what we do for our community. Um, you know, we, we have memorialized um, our uh, support of the communities through what we call our National Community Benefits Plan. That was founded, uh, we started that in 2017, um, shortly after the acquisition of First Niagara, which is how we got our initial uh, foray into Connecticut. And it was a major commitment to all of the world about how Key was gonna support its communities. Not that it hadn't supported the communities before, but we put it down in writing and we've executed on it. So uh, back in 2017, we set a goal uh, of $16.5 billion of investments in our communities over five years in the 26 markets that we cover across the US. Four years into that, in December of 2020, we had exceeded the 16.5 billion that we initially intended to reach in five years. We, we were at 18 billion after four years. Uh, so we exceeded our, our target. Uh, what we did then was we reset it uh, for another five years through 2017 and set that number at $40 billion uh, from the inception of 2017 through 2027. And uh, this is a major commitment. And um, it includes uh, you know, community development lending for uh, low to moderate uh, income areas for housing. It includes uh, residential mortgages for low to moderate income uh, borrowers. It includes uh, small business commitments in low to moderate income neighborhoods. And it includes uh, you know, really transformational, transformational philanthropic support through the Key Foundation. Um, so, it's, it's a major commitment here in Connecticut, in the Connecticut and Massachusetts market. Um, you know, our uh, community benefits investments in this market has been through 2021 about $650 million. Um, so you can see that that commitment, which is national commitment has really been uh, an important uh, focus of ours and has had a big impact in the, in the communities that you and I live in. And uh, as someone who is in Connecticut, has there been an event that is particularly uh, your favorite uh, you've been a part of so far out in the community with KeyBank? 
Well, I love my involvement on the CBIA board, Allie. <laughs> Great uh, answer. I think, I think the CBIA is the biggest and one of the most effective advocates for business in uh, Connecticut. And uh, that's why, um, you know, this, I think uh, you, you mentioned at the introduction, that KeyBank was sponsoring the, uh, you know, the Economic Summit uh, 2022 on April 21st. Uh, and we're gonna continue doing that because, uh, you know, CBIA is an important advocate for businesses in Connecticut and education of those businesses about the economy and, and the environment in Connecticut that affects businesses is an important piece of that. So uh, on top of all of the things that I've said before, I really enjoy my involvement with the CBIA. You guys do great work for the business community in Connecticut. Keep it up. Well, Jim, we're really excited to have you kicking off our Connecticut economic update. As you mentioned, it is April 21st at the Trumbull Marriott. We have a great lineup of speakers starting with you. And for more information on that, you can head to CBIA.com and grab a ticket. And Jim, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you, Allie. And thank you for listening to this week's BizCast. You can listen and subscribe to more of our episodes on Apple, YouTube, SoundCloud, or at CBIA.com.